I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. That's the, the clientele that buy the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ear to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised mm-hmm. is really important. G'day and welcome to another Capital Cookbook 3 podcast. This is the Quicksand Food Connection, and my name's Stefan Postuma. Today, I speak with Brendan Walsh. Brendan is the chef de cuisine at Pialigo Estate. It's a big job because Pialigo Estate has a number of components to the business. There's the farmhouse restaurant, which is the fine dining side of things that Brendan runs. Then they've got the garden pavilions, which also gave us recipes to the book, which serve a more casual style of food. And then there's also the smokehouse, which makes some of the best bacon in Australia. They also do weddings out there. They've got a vineyard. They've got a fantastic kitchen garden. They've got some olives. They've got beehives. And it's a fantastic place to go to enjoy a weekend. It's got a beautiful aspect over the city. And Brendan was generous enough to give us some great recipes for the Capital Cookbook 3. I really enjoyed speaking with him and getting to know him. He's got some great insights into what it's like to run the food at a place like Pialigo Estate. So I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Brendan Walsh from Pialigo Estate. Yeah, how, how long have you been the chef here at Pialigo uh, Farmhouse? I was the chef when we first opened. So right, so you've been here since the now. start. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a project like this hasn't really been done on this scale in, in, in Canberra for a, a number of years. You know, there's so many facets to this business. What, when you sat down, you know, with the owners and the people who are putting together the vision of what is this Pialigo estate... How did that conversation go and sort of what, were they, what was their brief to you about what they wanted to see in the food? Um, I guess because we have quite a unique property um, and we have the gardens and the orchard and the olive grove and the vineyard. Um, I guess it was always kind of quite a nature-based cuisine. Yeah. Um, they obviously had a, a sort of idea of what they wanted to put in place in terms of restaurants um, and how many they wanted Um, other than that it was it was a pretty flexible sort of um, open-ended yeah cool conversation as to um, this venue we'd like to see something a bit more formal uh, outside in the garden pavilions something a bit more casual the glasshouse 
um, I guess it's more of a function venue. Yep. Um, so it does weddings and corporate events, but also we do quite a few themed, food themed events. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it just sort of, I guess, became my baby. Yep. And like I pretty much just have free hand to do whatever I want. Wow. Buy whatever I want. Um, within reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, use the supplies I want. Yep. Source from who I want. Grow, have grown what I want. Yeah. Um, so now it's, it's, it's a great freedom, but it's also probably quite a lot of responsibility. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. That sounds, it, it sounds like it must be a, you know, when you, when you realize the scope of the place and also, you know, the amount of freedom that you had, you, you, your brain must have been sort of busting with ideas of different things that you wanted to do, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have a style, um, a food that I like and I stick within. Yeah. Um, it's probably very product, produce based. Like we just find really good products, work with good suppliers and providors and, and growers and just treat it actually quite simply. Yeah. Just find a nice lamb, cook it, serve it with some nice vegetables. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So that lamb dish, speaking of the lamb, like that lamb dish that, that we shot today, I guess that's a really good example of just simplicity but uh, using great, great produce that's around. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... That lamb comes from uh, Vince Heffernan out at Moorlands, which mm-hmm. is out at Dalton near Goulburn. Um, we're actually we're actually going to see Vince this week to oh, take yeah. some photos of him and his lambs and things. One of the yeah. produce features for the book. So, like you know, it's all biodynamic Texel, um, and it's just a great product. Um, it's local as well, which is is sort of fits with with what I like and mm. my philosophy. Um, it's not we don't cook exclusively local. Um, I think that that does like we just try and source the best products so if the best beef is coming from Victoria I will buy from Victoria mm. it's not just oh, I want to go buy from this guy because he's local mm. um, but there's some, there's some pretty good stuff around here mm. as well um, and yeah it's also a seasonal product as well he doesn't mm. always have your phone I've got no lamb not doing a kill so need to source from someone else yeah or change the menu yeah how often do you change the menu twice a day really yeah yeah not the whole thing but you're like yeah a lamb dish will come off a deer dish will go on deer will finish can't get any more chicken goes on chickens finish ducks go on yeah um because we buy a lot of whole animals and we dry age a lot of stuff ourselves. yeah um it's always constant constant sort of rotation yeah so, um, yeah yeah cool and so does 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 it make it easier for you having having the smokehouse element of the business as well and being able to you know have a, have another element like for example you're saying that you can um buy whole animals do you do you ever sort of share suppliers with the smokehouse or or, or whatever and you're able to maybe buy a whole animal and you could send some of it to the smokehouse yeah. and, and take some of it here that you need and yeah whatever. so like that's probably one of the great parts of having three different or four different businesses is you know we can buy a bunch of whole lambs I'll take the racks and saddles they'll use the shoulders um, you know we'll seam bone out the legs all the trim will go out to the smokehouse and get put into sausage get turned into a sausage um, 
and they'll take certain things as well like they do lambrosola with parts of the leg um, and then I take back all the bones and make sauce so nothing gets wasted render down all the fat and we you know, dip the racks in the fat to dry age them wow so it's absolutely no waste yeah that's fantastic and I think that um, you know when, you, when you're trying to when you're trying to support local boutique growers a lot of them don't have the volume that, that a place like this might need if it was just a restaurant yeah. Um, so if you wanted, you, you know, if you wanted racks from Vince, he'd need to he'd need to kill a bunch of sheep just just so yeah. he could get you your racks. Yeah. But having that ability to be able to take full full animals from a lot of different suppliers, mean and and with no wastage, where all the different aspects of the business not only is it good for sort of your cost, but also just your ability to share sh- share it throughout the whole thing and make it sort of integrate yeah and it, it makes it makes buying truly great products a bit more cost effective as well yeah um you know it's like we buy in my opinion the best chickens that i've seen outside france yeah um from where do you get them from they come via a company in sydney called feather and bone All right. but they're from uh, a guy up at near up near armadale called michael summerlad okay um, so he's he's a poultry breeder, and he sort of crossbred four four different heritage breeds to get what he thinks is the best eating chicken. Mm-hmm. So it's got a great ratio of breast to leg, and it's got like big legs, like big heavy black feet, like mm-hmm. a bullet de breast in France. Yeah, um, and it's 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 not like your normal Coles or supermarket chicken. It's got like the legs are meaty there. Um, you know, they're not just pumped with hormones and water, and they get a, it's like a little balloon just blows up <laughs> and they send it to market. It's you know, they have a long life, mm-hmm. um, and you know they take sort of eight to twelve weeks to grow. Whereas a normal commercial cob ross chicken, they can get them to two kilo birds in four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the price is like huge. Mm. It's um, like it's five times what buy a chicken at Coles yeah and and people also don't understand that um, when they come here and it's like wow you're really expensive and it's like well we're not our, our suppliers are yeah <laughs> um, yeah and, I think that know, that's any, that. any good product just costs a lot of money yeah and, um, yeah but like it's it's good to be able to, to at least cut the cost with that and, mm. and buy a whole bird and, and use the legs over there and you know they've got the best chicken legs in Australia mm. we've got the best chicken breasts and then it's just our job as cooks just to treat it quite simply to mm. let the product shine. Mm. Fantastic. And so, I mean, as you sort of touched on before, the farmhouse restaurant here is sort of the the formal fine dining sort of aspect of the business where, you know, people can come for the, the, the whole experience and sort of, you know, really find everything, and then you've got the garden pavilions. Do you want to tell us a bit about um, how those things, how those work? Yeah, so I mean, both are designed by by the same people, so right. they sort of have the same, I guess, design structure and layout. Um, it was always the farmhouse was probably a little bit more of, of a restaurant, a bit mm. more formal. Um, we're still pretty relaxed. We don't have tablecloths, and um, but you know, it's 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 probably has a little bit more of the fine dining vibe a little mm-hmm. bit smarter service bigger wine list um, probably more um, yeah more like 
Yeah, more formality. Yeah, yeah, more formality in the wine service as well, you know, the can and that kind of thing. Whereas outside, we tried to keep everything and to keep them very different from from like a dining a diner's perspective. That like we we share the same philosophy and the same producers and the same ingredients. Um, you know, like when the garden's got persimmons coming, like we've both got persimmons. Mm. Um, but you know, they treat things much more simply. Um, we probably treat them a little bit more elaborate and mm-hmm. just, um, you know, out there, it's, yeah, a little bit more. The smokehouse products feature a bit more heavily, right? Okay. meats and and that kind of stuff, and and the wine list we tried to keep it just all Canberra, so yep. it's all local, or Canberra and the region, so hilltops and Gundagai and and the Highlands. Um, that it's yeah, it's a bit more accessible. It's a bit more family friendly. A bit, bit cheaper. Mm. Um, whereas, yeah, here is probably a bit more elaborate. Yeah, of course. Um, is one of one of the things that I mean, we've we've obviously taken photos of for the book that that you're doing out of the pavilions is cooking with fire, and you know, using your big grill that you've got out there, and you know, like wood fires and all that sort of stuff, and creating you know larger larger portions as well for people to share. Yeah. Um, so we had both the grills were actually in here when we first opened. Yeah. Um, it was it was pretty extreme. Uh, <laughs> we almost melted the whole in wall. the kitchen. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Where where the main kitchen is, both of them, like the one and then the other. The whole wall was just all. And then there was another big fire pit. Yeah. The uh, we still cook with fire in here. Yeah. Um, you know, still grill, still grill the lamb over open coals and open embers. Um, so there is there is some sort of primal things in here. Um, and hang things above the fire for hours just to let them smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, we grill a lot of things, and through most of the savoury food, there's some element of probably fire that has had like we roast the bones over fire for the sauce. So it, it is a big part of what we do in here. Um, it just probably you don't see it so much. Yeah, okay. Um, whereas out there, yeah, it's they, they have both the asadors and, and they're doing probably a lot of open fire stuff. And it's it's also the guys that are out there sort of playing to that as well. Yeah. Um, a bit more primal. Mm. Well, the dishes that they gave us today, I mean, the, this huge groper that's just sort of sitting on a on a big big hardwood plank over open open coals beautiful like infused oil going over the top of it every now and then yeah it's a great way so, to cook <laughs> yeah so that was the sort of focus out there was was yeah we just have a fire and, and we we grill very simply um and it sort of yeah ties into that sort of philosophy is just sort of very minimal handling of great ingredients mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the other dish that they did for us was the the chicken, and I'm sure that that's the chicken that you were um, talking about just before. Yeah. Yeah. Part parts of it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. It's it's I guess a bit of what the philosophy of the whole estate. Yeah. Is about. Um, and you've got a beautiful kitchen garden out here as well that I'm just looking at now. Yeah, it's pretty sad at the moment. It's a little bit sad. It's yeah. the middle of winter, well. Yeah, it's middle of winter. Been a lot of rain. So, um, yeah, it's just our little, our little 
back garden where we just can jump out the back door and pick through what yeah. we want for service or what we need for the, the recipes the guys go out five ten times a day yeah. just grab what they want um, it's pretty unique like to have the amount of space that you've got out here is, is a very unique thing and I mean you've got beautiful beautiful buildings you know the farmhouse the pavilions um, and then you've got an olive grove vines an orchard kitchen garden like it's 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 pretty unique. It's pretty unique for Canberra. It's pretty unique for anywhere. And considering we're only, you know, ten minutes from the centre of the city, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty special place to be. Yeah, that's probably was the biggest lure for me to come to come back and work in Canberra was nowhere in Sydney and Melbourne has this. Maybe Melbourne you need to drive out to the Yarra Valley, mm. or in Sydney you need to yeah down to the Highlands almost or up to the Hunter to get like the airspace to to grow mm. um, this kind of thing but nowhere in Sydney and Melbourne it's got like people have little blocks and backyard gardens that they source from and forage through but to be able to actually grow what you want mm. to specification um, is, is quite unique mm. yeah um, it's fantastic and to be able to go and pick it yourself <laughs> yeah is, is yeah it was my biggest draw yeah it must be fantastic, like as a chef, to have this infrastructure around you that allows that allows you to, you know, rather than relying on, you know, strictly relying on suppliers for everything you need, you can think about growing things yourself or using stuff from the smokehouse or using stuff from the garden, olives, you know, yeah, your own, your own little vineyard here. Yeah, it's 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 great, and it is a, almost a blessing and a curse sometimes because mm. when it when it comes, it it comes pretty hard like <laughs> when the peaches come there's a ton yeah um, yeah over a ton of peaches will come and you know to get them processed and used without them rotting is <laughs> is, is actually a lot of physical work yeah and, and you guys it. make sort of preserves and things like that as well yeah and the first year it caught us sort of caught us off guard because we didn't know what we were up against last year we were much more organised and next, then you know, next season coming, will be even more organised again with you know what dates, what will come, and picking and processing and um, and menus and stuff as well. Mm. So yeah, what well, that's that's what dictates what's on the menu. Mm. Um, and it, it's it's fun, and some people don't understand it. Like people are asking us for Christmas menus. It's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be on the menu at Christmas. You need to speak to the gardeners. Yeah. Um, so, oh, but can't you do things like plum pudding and turkey? So, no, because really. it's not what we do. <laughs> we cook what we grow. Um, or we source from... And we're going to buy a turkey out of the freezer yeah. in Christmas time. I'd rather just use a great chicken. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. what... Yeah, that's really, that's really cool. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it's such a beautiful location here. Do you, how do you sort of, when, when you're going about sort of developing a menu for the farmhouse, how do you, how do you sort of try to stay relevant? I mean, with the setting that is out here and, you know, the awards that this place has already received um, for its, you know, between the restaurant, the smokehouse and all the, all the other, all the rest of what you guys do out here, 
is it is it for you a challenge like how do you sort of figure out how to stay relevant how to meet the expectations of the people that might be coming out here for the first time for example um yeah i mean we're always we're always working on we never stop working on i guess a commitment to excellence um we we're always working on new recipes and new techniques to enhance the dining yep. experience. Um, you know, I, from where we are now to where we will be in three years, I hope will be even something even more special. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time, I think, in Canberra to to develop that. You can't just come in guns blazing. You need to to start somewhere and develop a clientele. And, and you know and they kind of as your guests almost sort of grow with you um, so yeah it, it takes time it takes time to build a team um, that surrounds and supports what you do and mm. you know wants to be a part of something that's a bit different mm. um, and there's a lot of commitment from from all the staff that work here particularly mm. the kitchen guys that put in pretty heavy hours yeah. Um, to to make it what it is. Um, so without them, not nothing. But, yeah. Um, and you've got and you've got a like a, a great team of people who you know have all a wealth of experience in all different. Like you've got Thomas and you've got the other chefs and Jan and you, you know people who all I'm sure would have fantastic input when you when you all sit around together thinking of ideas for events or new things for the smokehouse or new items for the menu i'm sure i'm sure that just you know having that plethora of experience between you is 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 so valuable yeah yeah it's also one of the other nice things is that it's not just you're not on your own like everyone's got a different background and yeah like jan's jan has a lot of great ideas and and he sort of i guess sort of more oversees the whole direction of the whole yeah. place and he he oversees that whereas I'm probably directly involved with the farmhouse but also because I'm here all the time on the ground mm. I guess I sort of you know in, instill that um, constant constant discipline mm. um, and yeah you know the Tom, like Thomas and stuff they've got some crazy primal ideas about cooking with fire and meat and, and then the smokehouse guys as well mm. yeah so between us we're, we're still learning a lot as well as to, to what we can and can't do mm. um, what will and won't sell um, and then yeah slowly just trying to refine our products and our offering yeah awesome cool well I mean being out here you know, it's just, it's just beautiful out here. Like you look across the gardens, past the olive grove, onto Parliament House. Veggies there, beautiful wood fires going. Yeah. I mean, it's just a really nice spot to be. So, thanks, mate. Thanks, yeah, Brendan. No thanks for the great dishes. Thanks, thanks for talking for to us. Today. Yeah. No cheers, worries. mate.
Thanks for listening to my conversation with Brendan Walsh from Pialago Estate. If you want to find out more about them, you can visit their website, which is thepialagoestate.com.au. If you want more of these podcasts, you can go to our website, quicksandfood.com, or you can search the Quicksand Food Connection in iTunes and in Stitcher, where you can download all the Capital Cookbook 3 episodes for free. If you want to find us on social media, we're at Quicksand Food on Facebook and on Instagram for all the latest news. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you again next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.